0: Welcome to Hope Talks Podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. You can also search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. We would love your feedback and invite you to take a short, anonymous survey. You can find the link to the survey in the show notes.
1: Welcome to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. I'm Grayson Willis, and in Pastor Margaret's absence today, I'm joined by Ethan King, our coordinator of outreach and communications. Uh, Ethan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. And our guest today is Gary Kinzer, known as Coach K to some. And uh, Gary, it's good to have you today. How are you doing? Wonderful. Today, uh, Gary is joining us to share about using something that he's very passionate about, wrestling uh, as a ministry, as a ministry to minister to kids. So, Gary, maybe just start out telling us where you're from and how that passion, when that passion for wrestling
2: started. I'm originally from Washington Courthouse, Ohio. It's a small town south of Columbus. When I was uh, six years old, I wanted to be Hulk Hogan. (laughs) And... uh, uh, as a lot of people my age at that era uh, wanted. And uh, I came home with a paper for wrestling, uh wrestling club, and, you know, I thought I was going to be jumping off turnbuckles and doing all that. And uh, when I got there, I met a guy um, named Mr. Mickle, who was my coach for – is still my coach. <laughs> and uh, he wasn't um, – Huge like Hulk Hogan or uh, any of that, um, and there were no turnbuckles, and uh, but he became larger than life to me, and uh, still is larger than life. <laughs> um, and from then, I, I just haven't stopped.
1: So what was it about him that you know had such an impact or influence on you?
2: I could tell, even at a young age, that he loved me, that he cared about me um not just as a wrestler but as a person um i didn't know then but i could you know growing up uh, i could tell he's a person of faith and uh he was tough but he showed me his heart uh and still does uh we were just back in ohio and i got to spend um you can't spend 5 minutes with mr mickle yeah, I, I was there for hours <laughs> and uh, i was happy about that
0: do you feel like there are ways that he coached you or brought you up in wrestling that have shaped your approach when you go into uh, um, coaching situations?
2: Absolutely. I uh, I didn't need to reinvent the wheel because mm-hmm. I already met the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everything that I do is just Mr. Mickles' influence on me. Sure. Uh, and I've had other coaches throughout the years that I borrow from, but I mean, the base of how i coach is is mr mickle um like this summer i will go and and spend 16 days at wrestling camp with olympians and uh, a lot of people that are a lot better than i ever was as a wrestler but uh i get to coach with them and they i borrowed a lot from them as well but um yeah the ground level, the way I coach, the way I approach kids, the way I love kids is all stemmed because I was first loved. Right. Sure.
1: Tell us about where you first started uh, as a wrestling coach and where you're, you know, working and serving as a wrestling coach now.
2: When I was 12, um, I had the opportunity to help Mr. Mickle coach the younger kids. I, I know that <laughs> I was pretty young myself, but that's when it started. Um, and I, I grew up helping him coach at the Side Wrestling Club. And then my first real, I guess, coaching job was uh, I coached a year in Richmond at a middle school, um, and I loved it. Um, it was the first time I was kind of out on my own and doing that, then uh, I coached a year in Northern Virginia as an assistant high school coach. And then we moved back to Ohio and I took over my old middle school where Mr. Mickle was my coach. Um, I got to be the coach there for a few years and saw some success. And uh, the biggest problem in Ohio is we couldn't make it work out financially um, so I could do what I think I'm meant to do. Okay. And, um, So we made it here. Now I'm coaching at a local high school. Um, This was my 10th year at the local high school.
1: Just uh, any stories over the years, just, you know, you talked about you didn't have to reinvent the wheel because Mr. Mickle was the wheel, Um, but just, you know, outside of just wrestling, but just how you build relationships with these kids and let them feel the same love from
2: you that you felt from him. Um, the biggest thing that I need these kids to know that every single one of them is important. Um, when I started wrestling, I was was just a little kid that was pretty wimpy. Um, I cried a lot. (laughs) I, uh, probably said that I might be choking when they were grabbing my ankle. Um, which is one of Mr. Mickles' favorite stories about me. (laughs) Um, (sighs) I see kids in the hallways of the school. I work in the school right. as well. I see kids in the hallways of the school that just need something. Um, kids that maybe other people don't see as athletes. Maybe other people don't see it all. I mean, I look for kids that have kind of fallen through the cracks a little yeah, bit. Um, I get I get those, and I, I get kids that everybody knows. Um, and I try to put them all together and, and mold them into a team. Um, I think... Every kid um, has worth for the team. I think every kid uh, needs something, and I think wrestling is a good way to show them that they are needed.
0: What do you think it is about athletics, specifically for younger um, people, whether it's children or teens, college students? What do you think it is about athletics that really helps people to kind of build out identities and kind of discover who they can be um, in social settings, through adversity, what what it is, it that is it something from the coaches? It's something inherent in sport. What is so impactful that you see?
2: I think that kids, uh, especially young kids, um, need to learn how to work together yeah. um, because even though wrestling is an individual sport, um, you need a practice partner to get you to where you want to be. Mm. Um, so, working together is a good thing. Um, learning to take direction, um, I think, coachable kids are the best, especially for coaches. They <laughs> are they are the they are the, uh, the best kids. So, learning to be coachable, especially at a young age, is important. I'm a parent. It's good to have other people have influence in your kids' lives um, because I know. I'm not perfect, right. I know my wife is not perfect. I love you though. Um, <laughs> we have holes in our parenting that um, it is nice to have other people to be able to fill sure. yeah. I think I think sports are impactful because um, they get so much of life, so many life lessons. It's hard to lose you sure. learn to lose. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to lose um, because life is not perfect. I know I've had my ups and downs throughout life, but knowing that I've already lost before and been able to rebound, that it made the difference in those moments.
0: I guess it makes you think, you know, Paul um, mentions athletics, racing specifically. He, He mentions athletics as being something that, kind of maps on to our faith life. Mm -hmm. And um, for you, do you feel like being an athlete helped prepare you to be in ministry specifically, but also just as a Christian living in um, the world that you do?
2: Um, As far as the ministry side is concerned, I think the wrestling mat is my pulpit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't do anything specifically... Ministry um I don't think about that True. because right. that just comes out True. Um I work in a public school, so I can't mention right. but right. I First. can show I can show Jesus's love right. through my love right. you know, um, yeah. so the ministry stuff is just how I live. Right. I enjoy letting kids know that they're awesome yeah. um. Jesus lets me know that I'm awesome because, uh, I mean, he died on on the cross for me. So if I can give them a fraction of that feeling, um, that to me is, uh, that's my purpose. I don't know what the question was. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) It's a good answer. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Gary, one of the things that stuck out to me, you were talking about, you know, you have a heart, not just for the best athletes or the most skilled. But you try to find those kids that you feel like might have fallen through the cracks. And I, when you said that, I was thinking about something my dad has said on his district now in Philadelphia. No invisible people. Mm -hmm. Making sure that every kid is being seen and every kid is being ministered to and every kid is being loved. So talk more about that.
2: Uh, Well... I had one student in particular that had, uh, he had down syndrome. Um, and that young man, uh, was not the world's greatest athlete, although he would tell you he's the world champion. Um, that student, um, I saw him in the library and, and I asked him if, you know, maybe, would you like to be on the wrestling team? And, and we got it sorted out that, yeah, he would. And, uh, he didn't know what wrestling was, <laughs> and uh, you know his parents were on board, and the school was on board, and and uh, he became a member of my team for four years, and he won the Indian Award, and and he was just a a, a blessing for our team. Um, and you know, had had I not uh, had I not grabbed him in the library and said. Look, man, I think you could be a wrestler. Um, he has graduated uh, I guess four years ago now, but he still calls me every day at 8 o'clock. He's mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just part of the family. Um, so finding kids that need something, um, finding kids that are not uh, maybe the most popular, maybe the most skilled, maybe the most whatever, they can be world champions for themselves. And... Uh, I, I love finding those kids. Those those kids are the ones that make coaching worthwhile to me. If I had the best athletes, I'd probably be coaching basketball. If I had mm-hmm. the best, now I think in the world stage, I think uh, the the wrestlers are are better athletes. But um, <laughs> if I looked for the. It's easy to coach popular sports. So I knew my job when I came in was to make wrestling a popular sport. And every year we have 30 kids, 35 kids that come out. Um, girls wrestling is becoming big. Um, I had open mats Monday, and I had just as many girls there as I had boys. Wow. I think I think my daughter plays. <laughs> my daughter is, uh, is a... Uh, She looks for kids (laughs) too. So, um, girls wrestling is growing. Um, We're in a really good spot right now as far as the sport is concerned. But uh, I think it's important to let every kid know that they're wanted. Um, Now, that doesn't, I don't always get the kids um, who are invisible. Um, Some of those kids wish to remain. kind of in the shadows and, and I'm, I'm an introvert, so I get it. This is the scariest thing I've done, um, this summer. (laughs) Um, but it's nice to be able to find those kids and give them an opportunity to be part of something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and you were sharing that, uh, story about the kid that you had with down syndrome that joined the team. I'm sure, that that helped your team learn compassion and love. And just, I'm sure he encouraged them also. I'm sure that he, uh, that one student was a huge encouragement to his teammates as well and taught them a
2: lot. I I was the coach, but he was the teacher. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And he still talks to all of his teammates, probably not as much as (laughs) me. (laughs) <laughs> me. He calls me every night, and I love it. It's just part of the the family. Um, it's what we do at eight o'clock <laughs> at my house. Um, but uh, yeah, he he taught them compassion. He taught them. He taught them that you know if I can do this, you can do this. Right. Yeah. Um, and he brought our team together in a way that a way that I can't. Um, so I look for I look for. Anyone, anyone that can, you know, bring their specific whatever they need or whatever they have. Uh, it might not be the most athletic person in in the school, but um, whatever they, whatever they can bring, everybody can bring something. Right, right.
0: You mentioned that your daughter wrestles on your team mm-hmm. and your son wrestles on your team as well. Yep. How has um, having your children be a part of the team, challenged you both as a coach and a parent to grow.
2: Um, I love my kids. It is it is hard to be a coach of your children. Mm-hmm. And um, I know there's a lot of coaches out there that coach their kids at the younger uh, little league and, you know, uh, in, in other sports. It is hard to be a high school coach of your children. Um Luckily, I coach wrestling where I don't dictate the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, they dictate the lineup. We have wrestle-offs, and whoever is the best wrestler mm-hmm. at that weight class um, gets to wrestle. So sure. that, that whole mess is out of the way. I don't have <laughs> sure. to deal with that. Yeah. Um, for a long time, and I'm going to talk to about my son in particular, for a long time... Yeah. He just wanted me to be dad. Yeah. And I get that. Wrestling's my thing. And he, he's wrestled since he was little. And uh, wrestling's my thing. And I, I would give him little tidbits, and, but I backed off. Um, now I'm his high school coach. How do I, how do I approach this? And, and uh, I don't think he ever really fell in love with wrestling until last summer when we were together at the camp that I'm going to go work at in July. And we just got to spend a, a week together, um, and I coached the little kids, and he was with the high school, but he, we got to spend a week together, at, and at night, um, he was like, well, there's an Olympian, there's a four-time NCAA champion, there's a women's world champion, there's uh, all these... NCAA All-Americans, and there's my dad. Maybe he does know something. <laughs> um, so I think he, uh, the respect that he had for me um, really grew this summer, and uh, I got to understand him as a wrestler. And um, he fell in love with the sport, and uh, this year he exceeded expectations. He went to the state tournament as a freshman. and uh, My schools only had he was the third to ever do that. Um, I was scared at the beginning of the year that he wouldn't win a match, <laughs> um, because of his uh, his history. But uh, he he really stepped it up and and found a way to wrestle his way, not my way, um, because it drives me nuts watching him. <laughs> but he's found a way um, to make it work for him. That's what sports. I mean, you got to find a way. Uh, Stephen Curry's shot's not going to work for everybody. Right. Um, not everybody can jump from the uh, free throw line <laughs> and dunk with your tongue out right. and make shoes and all that. Yeah. Um, you got to find your own way. And uh, him knowing that I wanted him to find his own way because he's not me, um, we kind of figured that out this past summer. Um. I think it freed him to just be him. Um, My daughter is kind of a a carbon copy of me in a lot of ways, Um, unfortunately, in looks. And uh, (laughs) no, she's a beautiful little girl. Um, She acts like me. Um, She's a chip off her old block, I guess. And uh, she just, I think, I don't know, she wrestles to please me. Um, which I need to get her out of that I need yeah. her I need to get her to wrestle yeah. her way so uh, we're still that's a work in progress um, she has progressed every year um, but she loves she loves it she loves wrestling so um, she'll find her way she'll find her own her own thing and uh, so as far as coaching my own kids I kind of don't I plant seeds, kind of the same sure. thing we do sometimes as Christians. We right. plant seeds yeah. and and let them blossom. Yeah. Right. So uh, I'm kind of hands off with my kids. I have an assistant coach that <laughs> he's their main coach, yeah. and he I can it. I can still be dad. Yeah, and uh, that was a great analogy that you brought there to
1: our faith life. You know, sometimes it's difficult for us to share our faith in words, but really in action. Is more important, you know, first we got to build that relationship, let the people know we care kind of before we can open, kind of crack the shell, so to speak, to open up, you know, about our faith.
2: You know, because I work in a public school, there are rules. Um, I can't openly just say, hey, Jesus loves you. Um, But I have had people, you know, once they graduate, why are you so happy all the time? Then I can right. say, sure, because Jesus yeah. loves me. Yeah.
1: Well,
2: why do you love us? Well, yeah. because Jesus right. loves me. <laughs> right. um, so, I mean, while it's not a strict ministry, I'm not preaching to the kids, uh-huh. um, there are cracks that are uh-huh. opened that I can say, you know, and once they graduate and they ask questions, I can say, hey, it's because Jesus loves me. I don't take it any further than that unless, you know, I can invite them to church at that point or whatever if they want. But, uh, you know, being important in somebody's life, um, and the only, reason, the only reason I'm here is because the only reason I know how to love is because God is love. The only reason I know I have a path is because I've been loved. Um, and that's what Mr. Mickle gave to me in the beginning. So,
1: yep, Gary, when you were talking about love is the only thing you have to give in the Bible, it says faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And so love is important. So
2: I, I take that to heart. Yeah. Um, I know I couldn't have gotten through a lot of the hard parts of my life without love. I know that, uh, there are kids out there that that are going through some miserable times, yeah. um, and if I can show the greatest love that I know through right. through mine, right. even even a fraction, right? Um, then why? I mean, there's no other reason to be here. Right. I mean, I have that opportunity every day, right? And also
1: to relate back to that love topic in the Bible the um, Apostle Paul talks about, you know, I might have all the wisdom, but without love I am nothing. And he lists all these things and says, but without love. And it, it, it's just a, a gong, just a loud noise. And so that's really, I mean, I guess you could relate that to wrestling too. Like, you know, I could have
2: all the skill, but without love. I could have all the knowledge, but without love. Well, when I tell my kids that... Uh I have three team rules. My first rule is be good people. Right. <laughs> um, my second rule is be good students, and then, then, and only then can mm-hmm. we can we uh, worry about the wrestling. So, right. be good people. All right. that is is showing love, showing each other love, showing your opponent love, showing your teachers love, even when it's hard. Showing your principal love. Showing um, all that uh, that's what I expect from my from my wrestlers. Um, and for the most part they know that they have to be good people to be on my team yeah, um, yeah so yeah. That, that's
1: putting your priorities in the right order like you said being a good person being a good student and then wrestling right yeah kind of uh, have making sure they have a balanced life and a balanced character and Gary uh, in the last few minutes we have here what else would you like to share any stories Uh, Maybe any other tips? Maybe some people have, maybe they're in an area where they can influence young people or maybe they have some young people and they just, any advice that you would
2: have? Get your kids in wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm always a recruiter. Uh, I will tell you that everybody has an opportunity to show God's love through their heart. Um, I am an introvert. I've mentioned mm-hmm. that. I'm scared to death of being in front of people. Um, I have done things in the church that have uh, <laughs> have made me nervous. Uh, have but if it's an opportunity to show uh, Jesus' love for me, I'm gonna do it even if it even if it's a little scary. Um, as far as parents out there, um, I know you love your kids. Um, I know um, that you want the best for them. Um, I found my best moments was when I was dad, yeah. um, even as a coach. Um, it's also been their best moments. They, uh, I, get to spend, I get to spend time mm-hmm. with them as people. Um and I know it's hard in athletics. Um but uh especially I've been doing this, this will be forty years now. Wow. And uh it's hard it's hard to uh put away the coach part, but sometimes you have to. Kids, if you're listening, uh be coachable. Be coachable. Um if your coach has to spend their time disciplining you or um, things that take away from the instruction, you're not going to be the athlete that you could be. Um, anybody else, open your heart. There are kids out there that, that need seen. There are kids out there that need Jesus from you. Um, let them. Let them have it. You don't just buy your actions. Let them them know that they're loved Um, because there are plenty. Um, It has been a crazy world the past few years. Um, I have noticed more than ever that there are kids that need a little bit of attention. Um, And you might as well show them the right kind of attention. Show them your heart. It's great
1: advice. And uh, uh, thank you again for joining me today, Gary, and just sharing about your passion, not just for wrestling, but your passion for ministering to kids and um, to all those that you come in contact with. And uh, I'm just going to close and praying for you and praying for the kids that you minister to and your ministry. Lord, I just thank you for Gary, uh, Kinzer and, um, Coach K, as he's known, and, uh, for the kids that he ministers to, Lord, and, um, just help him to know how valuable that is, Lord, and, uh, that he doesn't, um, need to preach. He talked about the map being his pulpit, and you give us all each individual gifts and talents and passions, and I thank you that Gary's using his to minister to kids, Lord, and uh, continue to bless him and his wife and his son and daughter and uh, the kids that he ministers to, Lord, and uh, uh, thank you, and I, I ask all this in your name. Amen. And, Gary, just one final thought that I want to say. I have the privilege of having your son in my small group. And so this past year, I had the privilege to come watch him wrestle. And uh, it was cool to watch him wrestle, but it was also cool to watch you coach (laughs) and uh, coach him and coach the other kids. And just, uh, you know, I could tell that I think it was John Wooden that said this one time that, like, they asked him why he was so calm on game day. And he said, well, You know, come game day, I've already taught them everything in practice. You know, at this point, it's their chance to, to do what they've been taught. So
2: I'm not that calm. (laughs) I, (laughs) I, I, at a tournament, I wrestle every single match. (laughs) Bless John Wooden. Yeah, but I mean, like
1: you just—I felt like you had that presence. Not that you did—you weren't. Saying things and reminding them of things, but I just felt like you had that, I don't know, just presence about you. You did it in the right way. So
2: I appreciate that. I know, I know the kids have put in the work.
1: <laughs> well, uh, thanks again for joining us today, Gary. It's been great to have you. It's
2: been great being here. Thanks, Th- Grayson.
1: Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Hope Talks. We pray that as you've heard Ethan and I uh, talk with Gary Kinzer uh, about how he uses uh, wrestling as a ministry, that it truly has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless.
0: Hope Talks is sponsored by Church of the Nazarene Harrisonburg in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Hope Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, you're in the Harrisonburg-Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.